0: Friday. That's when our man Patrick takes uh, jams from very talented human beings right here in the ATX who you have a chance to see live and in person. Who are we jamming right now, Patrick?
1: This is Riders Against the Storm and they are playing tonight at Antone's. Oh, Riders Against the Storm.
0: Like that. It's a nice name. Uh, all right. You guys uh, can always hit us up on the Specs Text line. Best place for you to uh, keep in touch with the show. 512 337 3776. You also can hit us up via Twitter. Uh, my man Harge is at HardballHarge in the Twitterverse. Patrick Davis at It's Patrick Davis. You want to reach the real MVP. And I'm at Rod Babers in the Twitterverse. We will get back to the Ja Moran suspension. Uh, lots of NBA stories out there. We'll get back to MJ, the GOAT, uh, Michael Jordan selling his team. We'll get to that. Nuggets trash talk. It's a lot of NBA stuff that we'll dive into. We'll do that at the top of the 5 o'clock. In the meantime, Harge, what you got coming up for the people on Harge Knock
2: Life? I'm going to talk a little bit about Father's Day and what it means to me, but most importantly, how dads rank during the Father's Day celebrations and the history of it. Really? You're going to oh, yeah. do a historical ranking of dads? Nah, uh, it's not going to. Well, of I think fathers? I'm 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 going to let some other people do it for us. Okay. And I'm going to help you comment on that. Okay. But I'm also going to talk a little bit of football because there's a little bit of news that is out there that I want to talk about that I'm really concerned about. Okay? Yeah. Football, uh, NFL or college? College. Uh-oh. Yeah. Is it long related? No. Okay. That's yeah. good. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, I'm good with our group. I'm good with our group. All right. There you go.
0: Hardstock right, right, life coming up next. You want to stay tuned for that. A uh, couple of uh, NFL topics here, gentlemen, um, and I want to try to hit at like least three of these. And I don't think they'll take too much time. But uh, you sent this hard. It's from the NFL rookie watch. Uh, C.J. Stroud. I um, mean, right now the Texans are going through their mini camps. So there've been a lot of reports coming out about C.J. Stroud and his leadership. And uh, him right now getting a lot of the first-team reps. Remember, they're still rotating first-team reps, he and Davis Mills, and they're going to compete for the job. And D'Amico Ryan has already said he's got to go win the job, essentially right. take it from Davis Mills, which if he can't do that, then what the hell did we pick him number two overall for? <laughs> right. Uh, but CJ, the, the, the report here says, or the tweet says, C.J. Stroud's leadership has reportedly stood out through Texans OTAs and minicamp. Texans wide receiver Noah Brown. New one. Reportedly sees comparisons between CJ Stroud and Dak Prescott, his former quarterback. Um, at today's minicamp practice, Stroud reportedly led uh two minute drive going six of eight with TD. So we're giving um, minicamp updates. But uh, I thought that was interesting, too, that Noah Brown, who basically all he knows is Dak Prescott. Yep. And he's saying CJ Stroud, his, at least his um, some of his leadership tendencies maybe and maybe him as a player too but maybe and he didn't really say whether that's about the leadership of Dak or whether it's about his physical skill set but that he does see a lot of comparisons uh to Dak Prescott and CJ Stroud
2: good or bad thing gentlemen I think it's a good thing because a lot of times it's about the leadership and we were talking about it before sometimes in the locker room you need a good calming voice as opposed to somebody that you know, you can sit out there and say he's the best at this or he's the best at that, but if you don't have leadership, you don't have an opportunity to win ball games. And here's one of the things too: it said at today's minicamp, Stroud reportedly led a two-minute drive where he was going six of eight with a touchdown. Uh, to the to top it off, but here's the part that really drove me into a good good situation: <laughs> it said Dak is by far the best leader I've ever played with. Dak's huddle presence is something that can't be taught. That says a lot if this is all true. And that came from Cole Beasley. Because mm-hmm. Cole Beasley read the report and heard the report as well. And these are two guys that have played different places. Noah Brown only at, at, Cowboy only at the Cowboys. No, Cole
0: Beasley's been around. But Cole Beasley's
2: bit. bounced yeah, he's around. around. He's played with different quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. He played with uh, Tony, Romey, Tony Romo. And he played with Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. And, of course, Dak Prescott. And that's one thing that has never been denied, Dak's leadership. Everybody always talks about it. He's a great guy to be around. He's a, a, a quarterback that all the linemen want to hang out. He takes care of them, the running backs, the wide receivers, even the defensive players. Michael Parsons has been seen multiple times out with Dak Prescott. So with that being said, as far as the leadership uh, part of it, that's exactly what you need in that quarterback room.
0: I would say Kobe was also with the Bucks for a little while. Like a, oh, just he was. a sniff with him. He was. It was real quick. He it was, was real quick. Brief. Yes. I think he was acting in yes. a game or two. Yes. And that was last And that's when he decided year. he
2: retired. That's when he went back yes. to being retired.
0: Um and he that only was did with, it briefly. And that was with Tom Brady. Yes. I will say that I, I think You know, I don't think he he includes Tom Brady in this assessment because or this comparison.
2: And he he went back to the Buffalo Bills after he left Tom Brady. I
0: don't think he includes uh, Tom Brady in that because he really didn't have that much interaction with Tom Brady. He wasn't considered one of the featured wide receivers. He didn't even, I think he played, he was active for like one or two games or something like that. So I will say, just in case people are getting too excited, that, oh man, he considers Dak a better leader than Tom Brady. Well, first of all, Tom Brady. I'm not saying he had checked out uh, last season, but we all saw that it, the issues Tom Brady was dealing with as a grown man, remember he even said, he said, man, yeah. I'm, I'm 40, man. I got a lot of ish going on. I got, yeah, I got I a lot of ish going on in my yep. life, man. Going yep. through a divorce. I think, and remember, he he was he was taking off days of practice. Like, this is Tom freaking Brady. Taking off days of practice to go to weddings and stuff like that. Um, had understandings that he wasn't going to practice every day of the week. Tom Brady was already half-retired by the time Cole Beasley got there. So just in case we're getting too crazy about that comparison. But I do, because I think Dax, one of his X-man abilities, and it may be his X-man ability. Obviously, a quarterback needs to have an X-man ability that sets them apart from every other quarterback. What do they do as well, if not better than other quarterbacks? Dax leadership is something, in my opinion, that is uh, considered an elite quality by him. All quarterbacks are not great leaders. Uh, At at all. It is not natural for all quarterbacks. I don't think it's natural for Quinn Ewers. Right. I think he's gonna I think he's working on I think he's more of a quiet guy. He wants to be more unassuming. But They said a, it
2: about Hudson Card for a long yeah, time. too. It's a natural leadership yeah.
0: position, so you're gonna be forced, all right, to become a vocal leader. And I don't think that that's, that's not natural for everyone. Right. And I think for Dak, it is natural. And yeah, sometimes that's to do with your upbringing. Like Sam Elling was natural. Sometimes that's like tragedy early on in your life that forces you to mature earlier and grow up. It's unfortunate, but that's part of where Sam was a agreed, great leader.
2: Agreed. Sam was a He had to a, grow up and be a adulting, grown man early. Yeah,
0: he was adulting way before you need to be adulting. Yeah. Um, unfortunately. Any so,
2: kid, before any kid yeah. needs to be an adult.
0: And yep. Dak had some tragedy in his life, too, yes, a early did. on. So I'm not saying it's Maturity always, always tied to that, but he forced to mature. He yep. was forced to grow yep. up right yep. now. And I think that's a part of it, too.
1: So. And I think with this new kind of look at what the offense <laughs> is supposed to be, trying to be more of a game manager mm-hmm. instead of Kellen Moore trying to light it up. It will will benefit a guy who can lead the team and do, okay. This is all we need to do, as opposed to as we talked about yesterday, how many third and tens there were, and third and longs, where you are like, yep. man, you can't keep putting a guy who's supposed to be managing it and go, hey, man, we just need to get five yards here, we need to get four yards here, we need to get this, and then you are like, no, no, let's go for it all, let's <laughs> yeah. go for it all. You are like, man, it's just... a great point. So I, I think with no
2: separation,
1: yeah. So I think that that'll help out more too of and a guy that you can pick you up when you do need to have that one last drive or something like that, uh, that's where I think his ability will come out a little bit more as opposed to trying to stick him in a role that was never, he was never built to do, which is what Kellen Moore's offense kind of transitioned to in the later years of the Kellen Moore offense. Was hey, we're gonna try and take deep shots, which should work better with Justin Herbert because that's more of his X man ability.
0: It is. He's got the big arm, he's got big receivers for 50-50 yeah. balls. Does. So, so, so it,
1: it makes more sense there. I just I never liked it in the situation of putting a guy who really should be more of a game manager into a let's make you a star quarterback guy, and it you know that's why the numbers somewhat were anomaly last year is he was just really trying to throw the ball a ton. That's fourth a, that, fourth round
2: pick too, by the way, guys. Yes, you know, and so yep. that that X Men ability as a as a leader is one thing. First rounders, you got all the you, you're like a five five tool player in baseball mm-hmm. or a five star recruit in football. That's what it's all about. So, yeah, sometimes you got to make other things part of your DNA as opposed to mm-hmm. some of the things that are the natural things that people look at. The athletic wow factor that you have. Yeah,
0: that yeah. has got some of that. I mean, it's not. I, I don't. You know, I don't know if he's got the strongest arm no, or no, no. if he's the you know the most mobile. I don't know if he's el- has an elite trait physically. That's what I. Yeah. And that's why I was like saying I. I think his x man ability. It's more about intangibles. It's more about the immeasurables. By the way, that's a that's like half the damn job at quarterback. Thank you. That's like literally half Thank the you. job. I mean, Jamarcus
2: yeah. Russell had a cannon.
0: Ain't got none of the yeah, other got stuff that you need. None of the other stuff nope. that you need. None of it. No imaginables, yeah. No intangibles. He's basically, unfortunately, it, 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 that was transparent. What you got? That was it.
2: That's what you that got. Was all of him. Yeah. That's what, what you, you got. What you
0: saw was what you got from Jamarcus Russell. Yep. That was no depth of character to him as a player. Correct. Um, I think for Dak, there is. Dak does have some depth to him. I think we're we. I have, or at least I, we in this room. I don't know about everybody listening, but we have such a high of no, Dak. I know some people are that Dak haters, and that's fine. By the way, yep. we might you know we might, we might be proven wrong about Dak too. Yep. Um, but we all assume he's going to bounce back from last season, like. It, it is a foregone conclusion to us. It's a, you know, a, uh, to us, we all assume that um, there's no doubt he will bounce back and have a better season than he did last year. Some people believe last year, that's the beginning of the end for Dak. Now Dak will truly show himself and be exposed. Right. Um, but we shall see. I, I think Dak will bounce back and Dak will be fine. Um, but, yeah, that's definitely part, I think, what his comparison is. I don't think it's any it's an athletic thing that he's comparing C.J. Stroud to Dak. I think the comparison for C.J. Stroud to Dak is intangibles and immeasurables. He didn't say that specifically, but I believe that's what he's talking about. Because Dak, to me, doesn't really have a an elite skill um, within his skill set or trait within his skill set. C.J. Stroud does. This is why C.J. Stroud was drafted. Number two, yeah, overall. and I,
1: I think if we count in that we, you know, we he did was drafted number two overall, but there was talk before it, and so if you're a wide receiver and you hear all the talk before the draft about all these problems about C.J. Stroud and everything, and that, that was there that. was reports that he wasn't a leader, and there was reports that he was, you know, you know, wasn't failed a,
0: the test, the cognition the, yeah, the test, cognition. so when all I of failed those it, low score, oh, yeah, yeah, so
1: all of those things, I think you maybe as a wide receiver walk in and go. All right, let's see what we're walking into. This guy's been spoon fed everything at Ohio State. Ain't nothing. We'll see what and then you walk in and you go, Oh no, this dude's a real deal. <laughs> yeah. and, and so I think it may be more of that where he just he was like, No, the dude, I know what I I know what the story was before the draft, and none of that's true. This yeah, dude's a real that's,
0: deal. That's the other point. Expectations were so low. It's like me watching that new remake of White Man Can't Jump.
1: I, <laughs> I came in and told you guys it did not suck. No, it was not no, terrible. Yo, no, you didn't. You came in and said, I didn't turn it off. <laughs> no, it was worse I, than it didn't suck. I said it was. Yeah, it was yeah, I, I didn't, didn't turn it off. I expected I didn't it to, throw to turn it off or fast <laughs>
0: forward my way through most of it. And I didn't. I watched it all with Jack Harlow of all those people. It, I thought I was on Jack Harlow's, and I'm definitely going to fast forward. I watched Jack Harlow deliver some decent one liners mm-hmm. in White Man Can't Jump. So I'm not suggesting anybody go watch it. I'm just saying. It did not suck. And maybe that's what <laughs> Noah Brown's saying it to, to Patrick point, like, hey, this guy doesn't suck.
1: Yeah, I, I think, too. It's <laughs> like, yeah, if you just sign with a team and then you're told all up into it, because you're not, you're Noah Brown, you're not necessarily in the war room if you're Noah Brown. Yes, yeah, exactly. Then all you see is, oh, C.J. Stroud shouldn't be a first-round pick. And then you see your team just drafted him, and that's the guy who's going to be throwing to you for hopefully a while in your career. You're going to make a report and all And all you know else. is Dak. And all you know is Dak. And yeah. all you know is the reports – that this guy's super overrated and can't do anything right and maybe an idiot. And then you meet him and you start <laughs> practicing with him, and you're like, oh, man, that's a, you may want to make a point out to go, hey, I believe the hype. It's <laughs> yeah. not true. That's true. They made CJ Stroud out to be a membo, like a male
0: bimbo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, an idiot. That he was told by Ryan Day where to throw the ball every damn time, and then he failed a cognition test, couldn't recognize it. So he was like, man. He, but we agreed. I don't know who's his agent. Who we figure out? Was it was David Mulligata. Who yeah, his agent? Mulligata. Yeah, yeah. And we never figured out what Mulligata, the best agent in the NFL, the Johnny Cochran of, of NFL agents, was just letting his client get dogged. And I don't know. It, don't it had to it be a method to, to it. right. Yeah, I was a method say, it to it. He's, the he's, right he's way, way.
1: Too smart, just let it happen. Yeah, so yeah. he knew. What I don't he was know doing. if the Texans guaranteed they draft him. Yeah, maybe and, that was and it. And maybe it was like the farthest you go is twelve. Because they will draft you with one of those two picks no matter what. Maybe he
0: just knew he was going number two. He was like, it's, yeah. all, it's all BS. This yeah. is all conjecture. And, and I don't
1: necessarily want to go to Carolina for yeah. whatever reason. I may not like that offense as much.
0: It was silly season. He probably yeah. just knew like, he's not dropping past two. Yeah. Nothing I'm going to say.
1: It's you know, There's the things. Like If you ever get called a racist as a white man, there's nothing you can say to respond to it. There's just nothing you can say. Because anything you say comes out wrong. He may have been like, Look, anything I say at this point <laughs> is going to come out <laughs> terrible. And it's just going to make me sound dumber. And they're just going to eat all that up. Is that? I think that may have been it too. It well, goes back to Rod's accidental can No, no, did I'm you, you, no. I'm married to no. a black
0: woman. How about that? Was that work?
1: I it, you Go, I have a black friend. You're like, One? You counted them? You know the number. <laughs> <laughs> what are you, if you're married to a
0: black woman or married to a black man, I do think that would be a response. Like, yes. I'm married to a black woman. I have black kids. Like that is it. That is it. That is the hell of a that's, now, a, that's You gotta a, have black kids. That's a, yeah, you can't just make sense. it up. pop it up and say. <laughs> Man, I seen your kids. My
1: father's gay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, also, you also have to not say it in a way of like, no. No, no, <laughs> you no, you're right. You're right. That's a good point. You don't have a lot of response. That's why no, to me, not. I
0: always said this about for white people. There isn't a, a slur for white people. I think calling a white person a racist yeah, is the slur. It is. That's the, that's the slur. that's the sort of like <gasps> white people. I, I, I once I was joking. They're actually. offended by that. They are. I was joking yeah. with with Chris Sims like our freshman year and and called him that jokingly. He talked to me for like three weeks. I swear, I was, I was joking. It was a joke. He's like, you can't use that hey, word, don't man. play with me he's like, like that, said, man. He said, you can't use that term. I was like, oh, okay, I guess that's y'all. That's hey, the, that's, the N-word don't, for, for don't, white
2: people. Don't play with me don't like go. that, bro. Don't yeah. play with
0: me. He did. No, he, three weeks. Yeah. Like, wouldn't talk to me. Like, when I was like, yeah. Dude, bro, what's, what's going on? When go not went He's like, man, can't be using that term, man. What do <laughs> Take it personal, and no. I will say I, that, to Patrick's point, I agree. I think that is it's it. Especially now, Hell, back then it wasn't even that no, today. Nowadays, I just field quickly,
1: I just know that it's like I've seen people be called it, and I've been and you just get called it, and then you're like everything in your brain that I say is going to come out and make the situation <laughs> worse. Smart, Smart move by you. That's called
0: maturity. Master Gardner says your uh, Some of my best blacks are friends. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: exactly. <laughs> See, yeah, gonna you're like gonna right. my track Records speak for itself. And we'll be gave yeah, it will be. Moving I agree with on. you, right? no, it,
0: It's really not, that's why you shouldn't just toss that term around. You can't be just tossing it around loosely. No, no. call him a bigot, but because <laughs> okay, bigot is basically close to being racist. Yeah, that, but, that
2: to me that seems a little bit harsher.
0: But it's not. But right, that's racist, what I'm saying. To me, that seems ra- like it. The racist, uh, somebody calls you racist, the assumption is they drop, they, they use the N word. You know what I mean? Yeah, they yeah, use yeah. a racial slur of some kind. You say you're a bigot. Bigot basically means you're a sexist. It means that, you know, you got a xenophobe. You can be another, you're just a bigot. He's closed-minded.
1: This is the insult to use on anybody that there's no comeback to, which is what my buddy got called in the hotel room one night we're oh, on no. the road with the band. Don't
2: <laughs> <where Tony laughs> a woman. A woman hey, wait, wait, wait. You, you need to tell us off air first. A
1: woman came in the room and was mad because we were being too loud. We, we're not. Like, you just you just own some stuff. And then she ends up going, Hey, can I buy a beer from y'all? And we're like, You want a beer, but we're keeping your kids Like, this ain't true. And she goes, She goes, you know what? You illiterate. My buddy goes, <laughs> I can read and she goes, No, you illiterate in the brain. <laughs> <laughs> the best insult I've ever heard. No comeback for it.
0: No, what does that even
1: mean? What do, it, does it, it, no one knows, what no it one, means. one knows what <laughs> right? I know.
0: I can read like you're illiterate in the brain. It's like Okay. We <laughs> <no. laughs> really know how to take that. Uh, all right. There you go. The lesson, quick lesson <laughs> on how to how to take an insult uh, and reciprocate if need be. All right. Um let's get to I want to get to this uh story about uh Mike McCarthy on Hot Seat. We'll table that. We can even uh, table the uh the rankings too for next segment. Uh what you got coming up for the people in Harsh Knock Live? We're
2: going to talk a little bit of baseball, some football, but of course we're going to bring up Father's Day because Father's Day means so many different things for so many other people and I do want to give this little quick nugget. Oral Roberts just beat TCU in game one of the College World Series hey. six to five. Tulsa party. Mm.
1: And was that a comeback? A top it of the
2: ninth? was a comeback. Top of the ninth comeback for Oral Roberts. Exactly. Oh, really? Yep. Yeah.
0: Um, what does the Oral Roberts like merchandise look like?
2: you really don't want
1: to know.
0: <laughs> like, you ought to have this Texas shirt. Do they have any shirts that just say the first
1: thing? No, say, who no. oh, are you? Yeah, i just say. how oh, are you? Uh, just
0: throwing it out there. All right, uh, uh, we'll come back. We got <laughs> We our stock life on Baldo. I want to put it on the horse.
4: Ladies and gentlemen, guys and dolls, the main event of the evening for your entertainment and pleasure.
5: Mike, you have to be so combative. Now, I probably wouldn't say this in front of White for Street, my man. He has emotional anger issue problems. Hey,
3: are you Dirty Mike and the Boys? I'm Mike
5: Lowry. Michael! Oh, that's funny. Michael! It's
2: the Welcome back to a 512 edition of Ball Don't Lie. It's your boy, Hardball Harge. You can follow me on Twitter, at Hardball Hards. You can follow my man, Rob Babers, at Rob Babers. And of course, you can follow the man behind the glass, at It's Patrick Davis, with his colorful shirt because he will be on vacation next week. And I, I, I'm so happy for him. Uh, hit us up on the Specs text line, 512 337 3776. We had a really good time at the very beginning of the show talking some real life situations with John ja Morant and what we feel uh, is the next step for him. He was uh, suspended for 25 games, which makes him ineligible for almost every single award that could possibly be out there. It also stops some escalators that he could have in contract negotiations because if you're missing uh, 25 games, you're not going to be able to be eligible for the awards Mm because there's a, a certain number of appearances you have to make to be eligible for it. So it's very unfortunate. We'll get back into that conversation. But I also want to bring up this conversation about another situation about a gentleman that we have been having a lot of conversations about. We've been talking about it for quite some time now. Deion Sanders has made his way out to – uh, Colorado. Yep. I got my prime shirt. I got my prime uh, sweatshirt uh, for Dion Sanders <laughs> already. But one of the things that Dion has gone on with, and we've seen this happen multiple times, when he was at Jackson State, we saw him sitting in a uh, stroller. We've seen him sitting in a motorized wheelchair. There's so many things that Dion is going through. For those that don't know, Dion has already had two toes amputated mm. because of some health issues. Uh, remember back in the day, Dion also had like turf toe for a long time, and he was always talking about that turf toe. We even talked to our man Chipper Jones, and he was remembering a couple times where Dion had this turf toe. Well, now it has been uh, reported that Dion may have to have his left mm, foot that sucks, man. amputated. Rod, you're a big Dion Sanders mm. guy. You, you, you even wore the number 21 yep. after Deion Sanders. Mm-hmm. He is one of the greatest oh. athletes that we've ever seen grace a football field, a baseball field, and just athletics, period. Exactly. And now this is a guy that may end up – Having to have his foot amputated, mm. um, it is a very, very sad situation, mm. but Dion's not going to let that stop him. he's going to continue to keep pushing so all prayers go out to Dion. Uh, they said ordinarily you have three arteries that are in that are putting blood to your foot. after the procedures you've had before, it's down to one. And that is what they told Dion. And that's why he's always had some issues. You see him limping around. You see him wearing special orthotics in his shoes. And he actually was wearing one of those little mm-hmm. cushions that he could walk around where his foot was being exposed. And I don't know if y'all remember this. And you could go back to Club Shay Shay. Shay, Shay. Club Shay, Shay Shannon Sharp did an interview with Dion, and Dion took his foot he was going to get a massage on his foot to try to help with the circulation. Yeah. And Shannon saw it.
0: I saw I, I remember that. I remember that. And he
2: was like, oh lord, what is uh, that? Oh my God. <laughs> what is going on? Yeah. So it was ugly man. it was a very was, ugly situation. Yeah. Um but hopefully Dion will be able to get everything resolved and be able to to move it forward. Um I wanna give a shout out to my dad and my stepfather. Shout out. Um, Father's Day weekend is something that's, you know, as a man, we all, only thing we're looking for is the big piece of chicken most of the time. That's all we're getting. Uh, I'm a father of three. I love my kids dearly. They make me smile. They make me laugh. They make me mad. They have done, and I I do the same to them, and, I, and there's no doubt about it. And I've always been told, and my man Sean Adams and I used to have a bunch of conversations all the time about our kids because we, we there's no handbook for being a father. There's no handbook for being a parent. You just have to go by what you know and what you feel and try to make the best decisions. But we all know as we were growing up, we thought we knew everything and we would be able to make it through. But there's always lessons to be learned. But at the end of the day, as a father, we always have to deal with with different things. And Mother's Day, we're always taking them out. We're doing different things, buying them all kinds of stuff. But when Father's Day comes, (laughs) we're just kind of there, right? (laughs) And so my man, Ali Sadiq, who ironically enough, I've seen him as a comedian, but I ran into him one day at um, Kalahari. He was just randomly there with his family hanging out. And Hmm. I walked past him and I was like, hey man, it's you, Ali, Sadiq. And he was like, yeah. I was like, keep up the good work, bro. <laughs> but he had, a, he had a skit that he talked about Father's Day. And this is a lot of how we feel as a father.
5: Father's Day is the worst holiday in the world. I've done the research. I already know. Let me tell you something. Mother's Day is the second most celebrated holiday in the world. Christmas is first. So it's, that means it's Jesus then your mama. You know what Father's Day fall at? Number 20. I can't think of 18 other holidays. <laughs> Do you realize Halloween is number six? Does that mean ghosts and goblins go before fathers? <laughs> All day is number 13. I don't even know what that is. I just know it coming for me. That's
2: crazy. I mean, that's think good. about that. <laughs> that's think true. about that. It's true, it ranks number 20. Mm-hmm. We got Halloween that's in front of us that the ghosts and the goblins rank higher than fathers. Like yeah. I said, all we that's want true. is the big piece of chicken. But here's another comedian. What is his name, Patrick? Nate, Nate Bargotsky. Nate Bargotsky. I heard this the other day and I I played it this morning and I just kept thinking about this. And I talked to a couple of my buddies today who are fathers as well. And we are all in agreement with this little situation. And maybe that's why father's day falls so low on the totem pole.
4: Our daughter is in third grade. And uh, for first grade, she started taking the bus and it was the first time she ever took the bus so if you know as a parent, you walk them to the bus stop, it's very fun. And so we got her on the bus, she went to school. At the end of the school day, someone from the school called my cell phone. They have my wife's cell phone they have my cell phone. They called my cell phone and the t- she said, hey, do you know what bus number your daughter's supposed to be on? And I said, I'm her dad. I said, are you crazy? Like, I was like, this is how you thought you would get this information, was to call the dad? You saw a mom and dad's cell phone, you go, I bet the dad knows. I was like, Do you have parents? Have you ever seen a family before? You thought that's called a husband? Unless there's two husbands, you should never call a husband a day in your life. I would rather you ask a lady that doesn't know her. I think she could get to the bottom of it quicker than I can. I had to go get her. I go, all right, I'll come get her. What's? Tell me the name of this school and I'll come get her. What, where does she go? And as a father... We have all
2: been in those situations. Absolutely. I love the fact, too, that, you know, we can all make fun of ourselves. We, we are easily picked on by the kids. Uh, I'm going to go ask mom. I'm going to tell mom. Mom is this. Mom is that. But we love the fact that we have these kids and we're going to be a part of their lives forever. And I know for myself For all my friends that I know are fathers, good fathers that are all being around, like Chris Rock said, you do the things that you're supposed to do because that's what you're supposed to do. And I love being a dad to Michael, to DJ, and to Jasmine, and it makes my life complete. So I hope that all the dads that are out there continue to be involved in your kid's life. I know that they're going to be mad at you, but – our job, and this goes back to our man Sean Adams, we don't give them off ramps, and our jobs are not to be their friends. It is to make sure that we protect them from all the evils that are out there as best as we possibly can, and we lead them in the right direction. So to all the dads out there, I salute you, but one thing I need y'all to do, make sure you know your kids' bus, and <laughs> make, sure, make sure you are part of the solution, man, and Let's try to get that number up to where we're not at number 20. We could be at least in the top five.
0: It'll never go up. You know why? <laughs> why? No, no, this, it's actually, this, is, this is actually not about the, the lack of appreciation for fathers. It's about the personality of men. Yep. Men don't celebrate. You can, how like this, how many guys out there hang around with other guys and you've hung out with them on their birthday and not known it? Because they don't tell
1: you. Yeah. Oh, it's guys, funny that. Because guys like I don't give that. a damn,
0: man, because it doesn't matter that much to men. It's like a woman, you will know her birthday for the whole four month. Four weeks before her birthday.
1: For Everybody the whole knows. Month. Yes,
0: whole damn month, it's her birthday. <laughs> yeah. Guys, you'll be hanging. I did a show with Kevin Dunn one time. He was like, he was and then I think somebody texted him like, Oh man, happy birthday, or texted me. Yeah. That, oh no, tell KDS a happy birthday. I was like, Katie, is your birthday? He's like, Yeah, it's my birthday. I was like, dude, you gotta tell me it's your B day. We're like in the five o'clock hour. Oh. Yeah. Just fellas, that's how guys are. So guys, it, 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 it to me, I think it spills over into Father's Day and holidays. Guys just don't want that kind of
2: smoke. Like it's it's like, funny that you say that. We ain't trying that. to celebrate
0: it like that. Give me what I want on my day, functional, pragmatic.
2: Give me some brew. Let me watch a game. Let me grill. I'm good. I talked to a buddy mm-hmm. of mine yesterday, or yesterday. We talked four times <laughs> throughout the day. And by the end of the day, I texted him and I was like, bro, I completely forgot to tell you happy birthday, exactly. and he was like, "Man, at this age, I don't even care if people tell me exactly. it's my birthday." So it goes to your
0: point. But a woman it would be offended. A woman is yeah. offended if you don't give her happy birthday. A guy's like, "I don't give a damn, bro." So yeah, I've had friends. I'm like, "Bro, I'm sorry, man. Your last week's birthday He's like, bro, I don't care." Yeah. all right. It's like, it's like look, I I remember hanging out with a friend of mine. I went to his uh his birth. And i sorry, I went to his uh, baby shower. Uh, it was a shower for his n- brand new baby girl. And we hung out there for like an hour and a half. I go home to my wife and she's like, what's the name of the baby? I was like, I have no idea. <laughs> I have zero idea. I, we, we didn't talk about that damn baby one time. <laughs> yeah, I do not yeah. know what the damn baby name <laughs> is. I have no idea. We talked about the Longhorns, We talked about yeah. the Cowboys. We kicked it. Talked about what beers we like. and dr-
1: We didn't talk about the baby at all. Didn't yeah. know the baby no, we've, all, we've all had that of, it's like, hey man, how is he doing with his wife? And you're like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, We were watching a game. <laughs> you get the game was on. Game. It was very important. We talked about the game a lot. Like, yeah. oh, was one of your teams playing? No, it was It was not. <laughs> all right, listen. It was a soccer game and I don't, look, I, we didn't know who was playing, but not, yeah. it was important. It was
0: important. And men don't like awkward exchanges of any kind, talking to kids about sex, breaking up with women, whatever it is, going to the doctor, awkward exchange. Men are not about that life. And that's another awkward exchange, right? Because men yeah. are emotionally stunted. Our emotional IQ is very low. And that's part of their emotional IQ is to appreciate the love and compassion of others around you. Yep. And appreciate you. Men don't want to do that. Men are yeah. like, nah, I don't want to do that. So that's that's why it'll always be 20. It ain't because of women. It's because of the men.
2: Yeah. It's our fault. Yeah, it is.
0: It's our fault.
2: It is. <laughs> it is so funny, too, because you sit there and you, you start thinking about it. And you're like, man, how come nobody... Said anything yet? Mm-mm. And that's because they don't even really care. They don't, because yeah. neither do the men. The men so. don't care if not the, the only men that care is Cordell and Cordell because they're always <laughs> looking out for the father. <laughs>
0: well said. I, I will tell you, I
1: will say the other flip too is you don't want to get anything as a present from anybody that you're like, man, I don't buy you presents for anything. And then I get a present, and now I reciprocally I have to get you something of equal or more value to make this work. And now ding, ding, that ding, is a ding, ding, so is. you gave me a present. <sighs> Like, and if you get a Father's Day gift that you're like, this was like $400. First of all, we have a joint checking account. So I spent $400 on this thing I didn't want. And two, now that means I gotta get you like an $800 present. Yes, exactly. that's a great point. You gave me a bird, not a present. I gotta remember <laughs> to get you something. get you something really good? And this is the part
2: right here. He said, we also have the hottest time of the year. Ooh. Don't nobody care. Everybody trying to stay in the AC. That is but true. You know what else happens? You end up uh, doing the, you cooking for yourself that day anyway.
0: Yeah, you're grilling for the family. Yeah. Like, you're for I'm but actually, God, see, I, I, I now get my dad way more than I used to. It's like, why does my dad spend so much time in the garage and in the backyard? Now as a married man, I do kind of get it. Yeah, Solitude. <laughs> like, I need to get
1: out of this backyard, this grill. Kids don't want to exactly. be out there. I'm going be out there. I'm going to a- be out there and I'm grilling. I'm <laughs> going to turn the backyard. I'm taking a- it. It's 110 degrees out. I'm going to go stand by this fire. <laughs> no one will come near me. And I'm going to sip this ice cold Bud Light and it's going to be like heaven. Because I ain't got no kids
0: and wifey's not giving me a d- to-do list. Right. Oh man, there I love you know. it. I love it, and you love every minute of it. No it. doubt, because no it doubt. means that you are loved and appreciated, I, I, and that's what Father says about. So it's okay.
2: all about it. man. Yeah, I mean, Happy
0: Father's Day to everybody out appreciate there. Appreciate it, really it. Appreciate is, yeah, yeah, it. It is it is great. Looking forward to it one day myself. Uh, okay, are you done? You are you. Getting, I'm you, good. I'm you good. sure? I'm good. That was great, by the way. Yeah. That was fantastic. We're getting a lot of compliments on the specs text on that was right on the money. It was perfect. Perfect timing. Friday segment, yeah. perfect uh, Father's Day weekend segment. That was money. That's
2: where it's at, man. Well done there, brother. I found uh, those I found those comedians and I was like, how ironic and what is the, it this weekend?
0: The brother that was on the first one, Ali what is he Sadiq. playing? I don't
2: He's I, from he's from H Town. He's born and raised. What, yeah,
0: he's a, I know him from? he's a stand-up comic. He's a stand-up comic. Where would I
1: know him from? He uh, he's was had a couple shows. I recognize yeah. his voice a
0: little bit. Yeah, he's had
1: a couple specials. So you no know, like TV shows or anything like that? No, no he's got had comedy that. specials on TV okay.
0: and stuff. All right. I, I like him. I'll check him out. Uh, yeah, you, I, will,
2: you will definitely enjoy him. His name is Ali Sadiq. He comes to Cap City Comedy Club a lot. Yeah, okay.
1: he's a comedian. I know he did some time and he yep. has jokes about that as well. And he
2: goes and right. he goes and does comedy in prisons,
1: prisons a lot of
2: time too. Good for him. Yep. That's uh, that's pretty good. Yep. Um, all right, yeah, good stuff there, man. I
0: love. I, I honestly, I love when people play stand-up bits on radio and connect them to yep. to uh, our pop culture, yeah, sports stories, whatever. Because I'm a stand-up fan. I think stand-up is. It is the toughest thing to do in entertainment, Correct. in my opinion. I don't think there's anything tougher in entertainment than for other than, I don't know, Cirque du Soleil or something like that. That's crazy. But I'm talking about just more traditional entertainment, getting up on a stage and making people laugh when they expect you to make them laugh. Yep. They paid money for it. Yep. That's got to be tough. Yep. Um, so I admire all those guys. All right. We'll get to uh, the break here. We'll get to off the record on the other side. I want to get to this AI story because Paul McCartney.
2: Alan Iverson? No. I'm just no.
0: Kidding. <laughs> hey, they're probably using AI to recreate AI these days. Uh, but Paul McCartney of the Beatles claims that he is going to, or I think it's already in the in the works. He, they're going to come out with a um, basically new Beatles song, mm. and they're going to use AI wow. to help recreate wow. the other Beatles. That in would be in it. That would be interesting. Oh no, we got Paul McCartney talking about it coming up next. We'll get to that and, and uh, off the record right here on Ball Don't Lie. A wonderful Number One. D D. Mega Doo-Do, I'm sorry, Mango. Once it's turned on, the sign will spell out
3: Deli Cat Essen. Well, I don't get, I get a break, day and comb. Well,
4: congratulations. Continue. Good sex in the sex in the big east. Thank you,
3: Jimmy. And boom goes the dynamite.
2: It's time for another edition of Off the Record.
4: Do it live! I can I'll write it and we'll do it live! And thing sucks. <laughs>
0: right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. Time for a little off of the record here. Um, And this story, man, I forgot exactly where I found it initially, but we have audio from it. And it is uh, about Paul McCartney announcing, and I believe he did it on this podcast, that there's going to be a new Beatles song. I think he's saying the final, like the Beatles final song. And he's going to be released later this year in 2023. Um, The reason it's interesting, not only because it's the Beatles, um, but also Paul McCartney is admitting they're going to be using artificial intelligence to recreate the voices of the uh, the iconic Beatles band um, for this last track. Here is Paul McCartney. He was on a podcast. I believe it's called The Consequence of Sound. Um, But here is Paul McCartney.
3: What do you think about efforts that are being made through technology, through artificial intelligence to recreate the early Beatles, making your voice sound younger, bringing those voices back, well, from, from the grave, really? Mm-hmm. Well, it's a very interesting thing, you know. It's, uh, it's something we're all sort of tackling at the moment, you know, and trying to deal with what's it mean, you know. Um, Yeah, people will. I don't hear that much because I'm not on the on the uh, internet that much. But people will say to me, "Oh, yeah, there's there's a track where you know John's singing one of my songs," and it isn't. It's just AI, you know. So all of that is is kind of scary, but exciting because it's it's the future. and we were able to use uh, that kind of thing when, we did, when um, Peter Jackson did the film Get Back, where it was um, us making the Let It Be album. And he was able to extricate John's voice from a, a ropey little bit of cassette where it had John's voice and a piano. Um, he could separate them with AI. They could do, tell the machine, that's a voice this is a guitar, lose the guitar. And he did that. So he has great great uses. So when we came to make what will be the last Beatles record, it was a demo that John had um, that we worked on and we have just finished it up and be released this year. We were able to take John's voice and get it pure through this AI so that then we could mix the record as you would normally do. You know, so it gives you it gives you some sort of uh, leeway. So there's a good side to it, and then a scary side, and uh, we'll just have to see where that leads.
0: All right. Um, so that's fascinating, by the way. That basically they're going to make the last Beatles record, last Beatles song, um, using it with AI recreated John Lennon, uh, which is fascinating.
1: We well, yeah, and it's basically too. They're like, we have John Lennon, but it's like bad quality. And you can't remix anything because, like, so if it's his voice is really low in something and the guitar is too much, normally you can't change that. Mm. But what they're able to do with AI is basically pull just his voice, pull the guitar, and then you can go in and remaster it and take all the instruments as their own tracks and fix the volume on everything, clean everything up by its own track, which is when you hear a lot of mashups and stuff, that's kind of similar stuff of how mashups are done of basically you're like, I want these six instruments from this song and there's vocals and seven, eight, and you just take a tr- regular track and then a computer can and go ahead and pull and those separate tracks all apart. Yeah.
0: Um, I can't wait till we get the new Tupac album Then, Like I... Like what's holding it up? Uh, there, uh, well, he's going to be the, gonna be the of, one. Uh,
2: huh? He's going to record it himself. <laughs> you
0: you right. know, he's still alive. <laughs> Some <laughs> Happy like birthday, to believe. brother! Happy Some birthday! Like to believe. Uh, but yeah, I mean, they already got the. What did they have? The hologram Tupac? Yeah, so hologram Tupac with the AI generated voice. I yep. mean, let's do it. That's what they have done with a lot of the celebrities who are who have voiced over like iconic characters in movies uh take james earl jones with oh yes. yeah yeah with darth vader yep. they basically said they can use long after james earl jones passes away um they can do darth vader for the next hundred years
1: because they wow. basically
0: have the ai generated technology to recreate james earl jones's voice that saying anything amazing, they though. want him to say yeah um, he's just got a. He's got to give them permission. License. I'm sure he's already had. They gave him someone. Got me sure some of money. Sure, probably went through that. Um, yeah. But what's holding up the two? The latest Tupac record. I mean, at this point, you <laughs> got. I know he got tons of uh, unreleased Tupac songs. I mean, reportedly, he's got like a vault full of unreleased Tupac stuff. Let's put the AI on it, remaster it, get it out there.
2: It's funny because give XM, it to Dre by the way. Give X- it to Dre. XM <laughs> just created a new Tupac channel. XM did. I've been listening to it for the last three days. I don't remember half of these songs. Really, there's that many songs oh, that is on there. Yeah. Tupac's catalog just, is, is yes, it, is it's off expansive. the chain. It
0: is expansive, and, and no. like I said, uh, reportedly there's there's a vault uh, of Tupac material that's unreleased. Actually, did, randomly went on vacation with a lady worked for the estate of Tupac. Okay, and
2: told me about like all of their efforts to. Were well, y'all on vacation just randomly, or you ran yeah, into she, her and she go with y'all.
0: She is a friend of my wife's like circle. Like okay. in my her social okay. circle from college, yeah. And she was like, she's like, oh no, I work for Tupac, and I was like, what the hell are you talking about, crazy white girl? What do You mean? <laughs> You work for Tupac? Tupac is dead. <laughs> and she's like, no, I, I work, work for, for the Tupac. hologram. No, no, she did. She <laughs> brought it up and I was fascinated. I mean, my wife was like, you are in her grill a little too much. You yeah, need to back because up. I
2: need to know these answers. Yeah,
0: I was like, I, no, no, I, 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 is he meeting for us Tupac. on this
2: trip? I was all about. I, I, is I, he meeting us on this vacation? I became
0: one of her. She probably thought I was creepy stalker stuff. <laughs> I became one of her closest friends on the trip. I was hanging out with her. I was Smart trying to get all information. Man. And she was great, though. She gave me a lot of info. She was like, hey, if you're coming out to L.A. and coming out to yes. California, hit us up. And I was like, don't be telling me that now. Yep. Because Robbie will be, be there with my Tupac cell phone. Yes. Representing. Representing. Uh, no, she's was fantastic. You going
2: to pierce your nose?
0: <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, no, but I mean, the AI uh, no, stuff I'm it, in. Yeah, the I'm AI in. stuff is fascinating, though. It really is. Um, all right, uh, there you go. We'll get to some more uh, NBA discussion here. General, we'll talk about the Ja Moran suspension, MJ selling the team. The Nuggets continue to trash talk this one specific team. Wow. They got it out for this guy. Well, a lot of y'all do. Uh, we'll also get to uh, Win Minyama. There's an update that he is not going to play in the summer leagues. We'll find out what our resident Spurs fan Patrick has to say about that. Right here on Ball Don't Lie. One here on one for na horn.